My guest this morning is Dr Duncan Syme, who's the treasurer of AMPS, the Australian Medical Professional Society. G'day, Duncan. G'day, Barry. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. Now, you're a doctor of how many years' experience? So I've uh, been in clinical practice for 34 years and uh, approximately 26 of those as a, um, a registered general practitioner. So you've learned a bit in this time, but we're short of doctors in Australia at the moment and you're not allowed to, to practice. Can you tell me why that is? Yes, so I'm currently uh, suspended by APRA and the Australian Medical Board um, for what would be interpreted as professional misconduct. Um, and that occurred as a result of me writing a supportive letter, a slash exemption letter for a young couple who were very concerned about taking the COVID-19 injections. They'd had a family member who'd been severely affected after the after their first jab, and ultimately they, they had a diagnosis of myocarditis. Um, they were in the process of starting a young family, and they were, you know, they'd done their research and they'd seen that there was very little information on how this uh, injection, this gene therapy-based uh, injection could impact their um, fertility. Right, okay. So you and others have formed into this AMPS, Australian Medical Professional Society. Can you tell us a bit about that, please? Yes, yeah, so AMPS, you would say, is uh, a, um, a competitor to the Australian Medical Association. So it's a similar, it's an industrial organisation. It was formed in the, uh, you know, approximately 12 months ago. Um, and it was as a result of uh, quite a number of doctors being concerned about the lack of anybody actually standing up to the, I suppose, the government uh, narrative and that there was a sort of a lack of organisational leadership amongst the medical colleges um, saying, asking appropriate questions about the government, uh, the government uh, messaging and, and narrative. So uh, the doctors got together um, I spoke to uh, the organisers of a nurses' union, a red union, or it's actually got a number of different unions under it, but uh, one of them was um, uh, it's under the umbrella organisation of red union, and uh, they formed this new professional organisation uh, called the Australian Medical Protection Society, and our focus has been predominantly on bringing the the ethics back into medicine because that we feel the doctors who are involved with this feel that uh, their ethics has been thrown out the window in this approach by the government and medical bodies that there's not been the proper scientific uh, debate that should have hap- uh, should have gone ahead in discussing all these policy decisions which have involved the uh, mandating of experimental uh, injections on the, the whole of the populace on using really untried uh, measures to stop the spread of the virus, e.g. the lockdowns and uh, a variety of other poorly substantiated measures which I think have failed to uh, make any, any, any impact on the uh, spread of the virus. You, you mentioned um, the, the association with the, the so-called Red Union. I should declare that my company, Western Tourist Radio, is a member of the, the business union, which is also associated with that. And it is uh, providing an, a, a reference point, I guess you'd say. In, in Western Australia, the WA Premier 
without getting into detail of the, the, the border closures, it did appear to keep the earlier variants of COVID out of, well, it did keep the earlier variants of COVID out of Western Australia. So we were fairly lucky there. But once Omicron arrived, um, so there was really no stopping it. But the, the Premier in January this year was saying life was going to get very difficult for the unvaccinated. But we now know that there was no scientific evidence that the mandate was going to stop the spread. And it's plainly obvious that it didn't or didn't. So I guess it leaves the question, uh, where does that leave the members of parliament who, who impose this mandate of a, of a trial vaccination on the, on the population, uh, Duncan? Uh, well, that's an extremely good question. I mean, I suppose, yeah, this is, I suppose, one of the uh, the major questions that has to be has to be answered. That they've, if you go back to you know the end of World War Two and the Nuremberg trials, um, and when they looked at what the the uh, you know, how uh, the Nazis used uh, medic, you know, what they claimed was uh, medical experimentation on um, on different groups. You know, they ended up seeing what her what horrendous crimes they were, and they end up you know, after the war had the Nuremberg trials, and they they put down a number of points which was was supposed to prevent this ever happening again. Now, clearly, the the population has been coerced uh, into taking uh, medical therapies that a large percentage did not want to have. And they've not had proper informed consent, and uh, the government has inserted itself in into the doctor-patient relationship. And this has all been a, a politically, uh, it would seem, highly politically motivated. I uh, so, but but basically, that those those uh, those basic principles of the Nuremberg Code, and there's a number of other ethical. Uh, declarations, the Helsinki Declaration, the human, uh, the, uh, uh, the human rights um, uh, experimentation code—they've all been completely uh, trashed in this uh, this government uh, approach. You know, it's been uh, done through the state governments, and I think supported by the the, the federal government, uh, and they've essentially. They've uh, conscripted doctors into this um, this great ex- uh, great uh, human experiment, uh, and uh, it's yeah. From my my viewpoint, it's been appalling. These things aren't being talked about in the mainstream media, and that that really concerns me. Um, there's there's various independent media. We've got uh, Scorpion Media in Western Australia. We've, we've got Andrew. Hughes's uh, the the Bellman report. Um, Graham Hood uh, is doing the Doctors with Voices series. Um, Amps themselves are putting out other material. Um, yeah. And I saw the the interview you did with uh, with Hoodie Graham Hood, and you talked about censorship, but it's it's not censorship like you have in wartime. Because I'm chairman of Donnybrook bailing up community radio. I, I operate tourist radio stations in Perth and Southwest. I haven't received any directive from the government saying that we can't talk about this. So it's not censorship in the traditional sense, but in the commercial media, they've become so reliant on advertising from pharmaceutical companies and chemical companies and uh, fast food companies that they've lost their they've lost their independence. Um, 
And so it's sort of almost a commercial censorship. I'm really not sure what the ABC's excuse is, though. Well, we can only speculate on you know, the, the ABC, but uh, it's uh, back in 2019, um, you know, around about August, there, there was this uh, development by the BBC of the Trusted News Initiative, whereby all the major media players signed up to um, uh, formalising a, a, a worldwide narrative about um, you know, information and the spread of the information so that they all basically tend to sing from the, the same hymn sheet. Um, uh, and the, uh, the investigative uh, delving of problems um, or questions has stopped and they are, they're basically just giving one side of the story. Now, we know that uh, behind the, this, this agreement, um, uh, many of the media outlets have received funding from people like uh, the, you know, the Bill and Melinda Gates uh, Foundation. We know that they have paid the BBC um, significant sums of money, as, as have a number of other media outlets. So that heavily influences the way they, uh, the way they spread information. Uh, so on top of that, we know that uh, obviously um, Bill Gates and, uh, has got heavy investments in the vaccine industry um, and the pharmaceutical industry. So um, uh, that will have a very powerful uh, persuasive element in these media outlets. And we know that many of the, you know, there's only a small number of these, you know, of people controlling the, the many of the media outlets. On top of that, there's heavy influence by lobbyists within uh, governments from um, you know, um, big uh, uh, you know, commercial organisations, and that is, is clearly influencing some of the government messaging. I believe that in the certainly in the first year of COVID, that many of the commercial uh, TV stations and uh, I, I, you know, may, maybe also um, uh, papers, they received major tax um, relief. So I think up to 100% tax relief. So that is highly influential in, in spreading one type of message. Um, and it's possible, yeah, I, I don't know this for certain, but uh, there will be non-disclosure agreements between government and different organisations, so you know, medical colleges, etc., who, in order to receive funding, they will end up having to toe the, toe the line um, to, to continue to receive that funding. So that, that has a huge impact on um, how messages are put out to the public and, and stopping uh, dissenting voices, stopping investigation. So um, then the only sort of outlet for, uh, I suppose, opposing views is on the smaller um, uh, sort of social media social media sites um, we know that uh, that uh, you know, companies like uh, you know the big social media companies like Google YouTube Facebook um, have all got close commercial interests with the pharmaceutical industry so you know they they you know they're sort of each is scratching their own back yep Okay, well, we'll we'll go some music and uh, get some some of our sponsors. And uh, there's no pharmaceutical industry sponsors in this, uh, Duncan. 
My guest this morning is Dr Duncan Syme from AMPS, Australian Medical Professional Society. Duncan, how many members does AMPS have now? We're approaching 600, uh, 600 doctors. And, and more doctors that are sort of starting to question this are, are coming on board? We've had uh, a steady, steady progression of, of members join um, as, as time goes on. I think there are more doctors who are uh, fully aware of what's going on. A lot of them are definitely um, scared by the, the regulators. Um, uh, so that's probably inhibiting many to 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 uh, to, to to raise their heads. But uh, listen, I think they're witnessing uh, an unprecedented uh, number of people who are who have suffered as a result of these injections. Um, you only have to look at the the data from right around the world to see how many people are, are getting adverse events. Um, you know, shortly following the, the injections. Uh, so doctors will be seeing that. Some doctors will be attributing it to other causes, but I've got, uh, I'm absolutely certain that there are many doctors who are aware that this has gone on and um, I suppose wondering what to do next because the regulators are trying to suppress or they're effectively suppressing the proper scientific debate about the rising number of unexplained deaths. So we have a, you know, since the the vaccine rollout or the jab rollout, we have seen um, 15% excess mortality in the, in the, in the statistics in, in this country. And it's not just in this country, it's in the UK, it's in uh, America, it's in uh, most European nations, wherever there's been a, a heavy uh, rollout of uh, the COVID-19 injections, we see um, an elevation in the uh, all-cause mortality. So those of us who are vilified as being anti-vaxxers, and, and the ABC is still talking about I saw a, present, um, a program on the drum a few weeks ago and they said uh, talking about these crazy anti-vaxxers. Well, the ABC would never talk about crazy blackfellas or crazy gay, gay people. I, I just wonder what's become of the ABC. Again, it's, uh, they've, they've lost their investigative remit to sort of examine all angles. I mean, there are so many high-profile, uh, well-credentialed doctors and scientists throughout the world who are questioning the government narrative that you would think that uh, the the journalists within the ABC would be wanting to explore that but I can only assume and I'm sure that there are journalists who are wanting to to, to explore that but the, the the leadership of the ABC is um, is is preventing that from happening I can only assume that that's that's uh, that's what's going on I can't believe that there are there are not journalists looking at these figures, and these are figures. These are government figures. These are coming from the Australian Bureau of Statistics and uh, other government organisations around the world. Uh, and you must be going, uh, "Wow, that's this is you know, this is completely unpre- uh, unprecedented," uh, and nobody's talking about it on the on the, the mainstream media. Yeah. So the 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 unvaccinated population are going to become vital to to science as a as a as a reference point. Yes. So they they're effectively the control group, and it would seem. I mean, you you're hearing less. Uh, well, you're not really hearing about it now, but essentially, with the Omicron wave and, and further on, 
the people that are getting sick are the people who have been uh, heavily vaccinated. Um, uh, and we uh, and the explanation, well, there's a variety of explanations, but essentially it comes down to the the, uh, the injectable um, instructions that make people produce the spike protein is, is having a huge impact on their immunity and making them more susceptible to uh, to uh, infection, not only from um, COVID but uh, also other infections, because the 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 spike protein. Um, has a, a major impact on affecting innate immunity. It was one of the, one of the first uh, you know, systemic uh, um, defences against uh, infection. So people who have been jabbed, uh, uh, and the more you jab, the more it has an impact on your immune system. So really, the, the pharmaceutical industry has an awful lot to answer for here. Now, you know, it, 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 hindsight's a wonderful thing, but... I, I just get the feeling that you know the whole tobacco industry model of denial and of, is being played out by the pharmaceutical industry. And but you know we've surely my background I'm a radio tech and I know to fix a problem you've got to address the cause. And it just seems to me that in our society we need to address healthy food for healthy people, but we've got more and more crap food served up by the corporations full of all sorts of junk and and that's causing sickness and and the, and the business model seems to be to to create sicker and sicker people um so they can sell remedies for them. that that's that's a, a recipe for collapse of civilization surely that's exactly right i think you you have to if you want to have healthy people you need to be eating healthy you've got to do all the basics right and that's and that comes down to common sense and um you know uh, the farmers know that if you have uh if you feed your animals you know the the, the best nutrition and and uh, and you're not stressing them and they're not being um uh, subject to a variety of toxic chemicals um you end up with you know a, uh, good healthy animals which you know which then serve you very well uh, and the same goes for, for people if you you know if you're eating wholesome food you know so you know the less processed food you eat the better your your system is going to be if you're having adequate sleep if you're having adequate levels of exercise if you're having adequate amounts of sunshine you're going to end up with a much healthier population and and undoubtedly, big food and big pharma, which are undoubtedly connected, because we know that the, the way these these industries are have many many cross fertilisation, cross ownership, they are almost working in in tandem to to produce a, uh, an unhealthy population. That, that then they provide the answers with symptomatic treatment with big pharma. So, you know, big foods, uh, you know, feeds people on these highly processed, highly um, you know, uh, foods with you know, high levels of sugar, which we know is highly addictive, uh, vegetable oils, which uh, are very difficult for the body to, to, to break down, uh, resulting in, in, in chronic disease tsunami that the, the population has now. Um, and then Big Pharma comes up with these uh, long-term chronic management models of, of uh, where, whereby people are, are taking pills for, for for decades, so it's sort of they they they, they uh, supplement each other. It's a very successful business model in the short term. Yeah, 
but are very bad for people. Yes. Um, in another life, I'm involved in organic or regenerative agriculture, and that's an exciting space to be in at the moment because the internet is providing a mechanism for innovative farmers to work with independent scientists. And yep. um, what this is what gives me hope for the future is that this that they are discovering new ways, and it's actually some that this new science is being adopted by industrial agriculture because it makes more economic sense. So th- what we're talking about can be a bit depressing, but there is hope in that the the internet has democratized information and these big organizations that have co- controlled information through history no longer controlled information and they're having a bit of a rearguard action with their so-called fact checkers but at the end of the day the truth will come out yes out of every uh, crisis we we need to look for uh, ways of you know coming up and, and meeting that challenge of whatever crisis it is and uh, doing things better. And we know that there are a lot of people out there um, uh, working on, on the issues that are, people are facing today and, you know, a lot of good, smart people. And they're, they're coming up with ways of dealing with, um, uh, if we just look at uh, you know, uh, the injuries that have been called as a re- result of these these injections, um, people are developing ways of, of managing, uh, not managing, actually sort of treating people effectively. And, you know, we have to live with hope. We, you know, even though there is obviously some very depressing stuff that's that's happened, we have to go forward and we have to, to look at how, how we can improve things and, and, and take a better path or, as uh, I think the World Council for Health says, a better way. Um, and there are, there are good people um, doing that. Um, and as you say, the, the information is out there. You've got to work a little bit more to find it because it's on the on the the smaller independent um, social media channels. But uh, they've not been able to block it, and it's in fact it's flourished, and the information um, is is coming through. And uh, and I definitely feel that there's a lot more people who are awake to what has what has been going on, um, and are looking uh, uh, looking at improving their health. In a, in a in a in a better way and and um, and I can only encourage people to to continue to look and empower themselves by 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 looking um, for these these better ways and, and trust your intuition so you know and that comes down to I suppose I know they say common sense is not that common but if you if you start uh, tuning into yourself you you will realize um, you know the, the the path to go is is going to be about Using, uh, I suppose, nature's forces as as it, as they were intended. Yep, interesting. I think we should we should learn to eat food that are grown the way God or evolution, whichever you choose to believe in, intended, rather than the way that major corporations have figured make the best return for their shareholders. Duncan. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. I. I I think we need to finish on a positive spin. Maybe COVID's been sent to just expose the complete overreach of the pharmaceutical industry and uh, the truth will come out and uh, we can look forward to a better future, Duncan. Well, I think that's uh, we're at a at this sort of bifurcation, and I you know, I believe that that you know for for change to to you know really positive change to happen, we probably have to have this this juncture as as as, as difficult as that has been. Um, to, to move forward in a better direction. Thanks for taking the time to talk. It's, it's, it'll be broadcast on Donnybrook Barring Up Community Radio. I'll put it on our tourist radio and our podcast. 
And uh, once it's out there, you share our content, we share your content, and uh, information can't be controlled in the way that it used to be. Yes. Okay, terrific. Thank you very much, Barry, and uh, thank you to all your listeners, and uh, I, I wish them all the very best. Thanks, Duncan. Thank you.